Classical Cambridge. And uh, we're joined now by Bridget Hardy. Bridget, you are a mezzo-soprano. That's right, yes. Define for me the difference between a soprano, an alto and a mezzo. Well, you could think of it as three different voice types, normally um, relating to the range of a voice. So a soprano sings at the top, the high register, and an alto at the bottom. And a mezzo-soprano is simply in the middle of there. This also got a bit more to do with the colour of the voice. So a mezzo often perhaps has a bit of a darker tone than a soprano. A little bit deeper almost. Yes, yes, a, a deeper tone, but not that sort of really dark, rich, low sound that an alto would have. And does the speaking voice usually relate to the singing voice or not? Not always, no. You can get uh, very, very high sopranos who perhaps have quite a deep speaking voice because you're, you're speaking in a different register, if you like. So sometimes it relates, but not always. It can be deceptive. Yes, and that's particularly marked in the case of a countertenor, isn't it? Because often Absolutely. they've got a, quite a, a basso profondo speaking voice, and they're up there somewhere. That's right, and then often find that if they're not singing in their countertenor range, actually they've got quite a rich, deep, dark bass sound, but they just have developed that high falsetto range. And I guess once they have, that's there. So when did you first sing? Ah, well, this is going to sound like a cliché or a quote from an ABBA song, but apparently well before I could talk, I was singing. And I was apparently a little bit of a late talker, but I just used to sing everything. Was that because you, you saw television or something and that's what you liked? I think it comes from being in a musical household. And I was the youngest, well, am the youngest of three children, both parents professional musicians. There was just music everywhere. And so whether or not I liked it, I was surrounded by music and, and just sang. Mm. Did you ever play an instrument? Not that the voice isn't an instrument, but you know what I mean. I do. Uh, yes, I learnt the cello first. Played the cello up to about grade six when I was nine or ten. And then for some reason, bitterly regret it now, I decided that I wasn't going to play anymore and started learning the piano. Well, I'd always sort of played the piano and my mum used to shout from the kitchen, you know, third finger, that sort of thing. Um, and uh, so then I carried on playing the piano and carried on um, with piano lessons through university as well. What did you study at university? Music, drama and dance at oh. the University of Birmingham with the idea really of doing drama. I wanted to be an actor and I still very, very much enjoy works of a theatrical nature. But yeah, then singing sort of really took a hold and uh, that's what I pursued. And was that at university that you sang a lot? I did sing a lot there. I was in the chamber choir, university choir and so on and I had singing lessons as part of my course. But I remember there was one particular module that we had, I think it was in our second year, where we did opera scenes and it was never meant to be for performance because some of the other people on my course were not singers primarily but because we were doing other art forms it was part of the course and I remember singing an ensemble. I think it was from Verdi's Falstaff and just thinking this is amazing. I've never sung anything like this. I'd sung in choirs all my life and that type of thing but never in an operatic setting having my own line but with other people around and it was just fantastic and I thought this is great. So is it opera that you <clears throat> pursued particularly or, or, or what? Possibly by default. I had what's known as quite a small voice for a long time and so I did chamber choir type things, concerts, leader, so the German song, oratorio. 
But then as I got older, my voice developed and became a bit of a larger instrument, if you like. And then I did work in opera chorus, started off doing things like Opera Holland Park, Grange Park Opera, and then moved on to English National Opera, doing extra chorus there and Welsh National Opera and touring shows. There's a company called Carl Rosa Opera that does a lot of Gilbert and Sullivan shows. So I was in those and yeah. And my voice developed into more of a perhaps an operatic instrument, even though I'd like to say that I still clearly do song and oratorio as well. So do you enjoy that being on your own, you know, having your part or do you enjoy more being in opera with lots of others? I think there's absolutely nothing like being part of a huge ensemble. It's fantastic if you've got your own solo line within a big ensemble. I mean, for instance, some of the great uh, Mozart finales and things where you've got your own line and there's lots going on around are absolutely fantastic. But I'm lucky enough, I suppose, to do both. And it's wonderful being in an opera chorus. You know, you really feel like you're part of something utterly amazing. But yes, when you get the chance to sing on your own or in a, in a smaller setting, it's a, a totally different experience. Not worse or better, just very, very different. A different sort of fun. Absolutely, yeah. And you've got a concert here in, uh, or recital, I never know what to call it quite, but you've got a performance, shall we say, at uh, Little St Mary's Church um, down in Trumpington Street on the 27th of April. What is that going to be? Yes, that's right. It's a performance of Schubert's Die Schöne Müllerin, a cycle of 20 songs, and it's very exciting. It's often sung by a tenor, I'm normally sung by a male singer. So it's quite an exciting project in that it's a female singer performing and the entire cycle, it's a big, a biggie, as you'd say. A lot of work. And you're accompanied by Ralph Woodward, who was on the the programme last month, in fact. Oh, yes. Um, Have you worked with him before? Yes, um, we work together quite a lot. Um, We've done several recitals together. I've also been lucky enough to do some solos with the Fairhaven Singers, which Ralph conducts. Yeah, we've done several recitals, different different things. Um, English song, what else have we done? Other German leader, not just in Cambridge. We also did a fantastic concert in Garmisch Partenkirchen in Bavaria, in Germany, last summer. And I was lucky enough to sing a couple of um, Richard Strauss leader in the um, Richard Strauss Saal, the, the room in Garmisch Partenkirchen the home of Richard Strauss, one of my heroes. Right. So that was great. And is Schubert another of those heroes? Because that's who you're singing. That's right, yes, the work of Schubert. Absolutely, I think any singer studies the songs of Schubert, and for very good reason. They're incredibly well-crafted songs. They stretch every aspect of your technique, your musicianship, then like a lot of works of genius, they just sound like very sort of simple little ditties. Um, And you think, oh yeah, how can that be so difficult? Then when you come to work on them and go into depth with them, you think, whoa, I could work on this for 100 years and still find things that I needed to work on. Well, you've been very kind, Bridget, doing all the foreign pronunciations, but it's Die Schöne Müllerin, is that right? That's correct, yes. At uh, Little St Mary's on the 27th of April. I wish you well. Seven o'clock the start. Seven o'clock, but there will also be some mum wine being served from 6.30. Oh, make a note of that. Thank you very much indeed, Bridget. Thank you.